welcome to my favourite takeaway, the show for people who love food but can't always be bothered to cook it. My name is Tom Crane and as always I'm joined by the wonderful Simran Shah. How are you Sim? I'm very well Tom, how are you? This is the last show of the series. It is the last show of the series uh, and what a series it's been, I've absolutely loved it. Have you enjoyed it? I've loved it very much. I was about to say, have you had a favourite guest? But I thought actually that's not, that's not the done thing actually in podcasts, you don't pick out your favourites. <laughs> Okay. We do least favourite, yeah? Okay, so least favourite guest. <laughs> After three. In this final episode, it's going to be a bit of a different one. Uh, first of all, Sim and I, as a treat to wrap things up, have bought each other a takeaway. Uh, we sent it to our two houses. Just to be clear, Tom means he sent it to each other's houses. Each other's house, yeah. <laughs> Not our two houses each. <laughs> Not our four houses. Exactly. It's going to start at one house, a main to another. We're going to rush between them. But we're going to do that. But also, we want to wrap something up before we go, because we weren't quite expecting this to take the pace that it did. Last week, uh, Hayley Morris, a fantastic comedian, talked about her perfect packed lunch. And we've received more messages about what you would put in your perfect packed lunch than we have on any other subject we have talked about on this show before so much so that we thought we would a read out some of those and b go back to some of the fantastic guests that we've had on the show before some of the brilliant comedians uh, and celebrities and find out what they would have in their perfect pat lunch we've got to wrap this up but before we get into more of that sim do you want to open up your takeaway package first or shall i go first uh, what, what, what do you think i'll go first and the first thing i've noticed about this is it is a uh, plastic bag yeah, it's got a tight top knot. It's not coming in a brown box or anything fancy like that. It's yep. just a white plastic bag, and as a result, <laughs> I will not undo the knot. I'm just going to tear straight into it. Classic. I, I'm ripping course. this. Yeah. I've never ever undone the top knot on the top of a uh, oh. a takeaway oh. bag. It's impossible. You just got to go in through the side. God, oh, it's very greasy. This I've got to move. I've got to move everything out of the way. Right. Okay. okay. What have we got here? You know what? I actually do know what we've got here because it's on the receipt. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to look at the receipt. I'm not going to look at the receipt. Okay, so um, it's a little cold because <laughs> we delayed the start of the... Oh, it's warm. This middle one is warm. Ah, so the starter is supposed to be cold, as you will find out. The main course okay. should be hot. This is Chinese food? It's actually Sichuanese food. Oh, right. So it's from okay. Sichuan. I've got three... three yes, I know what Sichuanese food is, mate. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> Right, okay, I've got three um, plastic Tupperware boxes. One is rice, steamed rice, I'm guessing. Correct. The second, I'm opening this up now, and it is veg courgette no nope. chilli. You've made the classic cucumber versus courgette mistake. It's a cucumber. That uh, anyone with cataracts will do. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, cucumber with garlic and vinegar, I've ordered for you, as a starter there. That is really nice. That looks actually really great and smells fantastic which sort of will cut through the flavors of the uh, of the main course i'll tell you what the main course is it's something called gong bao chicken which is a quite oh. a, a spicy um shishwanese dish with peanuts and uh shishwanese peppers in there it's got a real heat to it crane this looks lovely that's my favorite dish simran that is my, my favorite dish in the world is gong bao chicken this looks so great if anyone hasn't tried it, it has this sort of like numbing flavour. These these peppers are basically almost like a slightly anaesthetic flavour to your mouth. Your mouth feels a bit numb while you're eating it. What do you think? That is really nice. Oh. The chilli is hot, but the aniseed's numbness is absolutely bang on. That's exactly it. And it's chicken thighs cut up into pieces. 
means it's already quite soft. Crane, do you want to open yours? I will. I think this is quite exciting. I was genuinely excited when the bag turned up, not knowing what's inside it. And it's given me a little idea for a business idea, which is basically a pen pal thing, but for takeaways. So you're linked up to someone else in the country and they order your takeaways and, they, and you order theirs. Maybe they live in La Rochelle, if you want to do something like that, if you want to go for an old school pen pal. That is very old school. Exactly. Okay, so you've sent me something which I know is actually Turkish food because it had the name of the restaurant, Samin, on the side, which yeah. is actually a very good restaurant, Turkish restaurant in East London. But I don't know what you've got me. By the way, I went there on the weekend. Oh, did you? Yeah, really good. Is this your doggy bag? <laughs> Is this what's left yeah. over from your meal? It's, act- it's actually been delivered from my house, not from something, but there you go. Okay, so first of all, uh, I would assume this is a kebab. But it's, it's like a truncheon length. Oh, very, oh, look at this. This looks so good. It's like a charred bread. But what is the kebab inside? What have you gone for? Ah, uh, you've gone for kofta. No, I haven't. It's a falafel. Is it? Yeah. I've gone veggie for you. Have you really? Mm-hmm. And this is meant to be some of the best. You have. This, this is a very good quality falafel wrap. Okay. So I chose it because I thought with takeaways, we never really get like office lunch food. And a falafel wrap is your classic office lunch food. Yes. But I thought if you have it for dinner, that's a special treat. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awful to say, Simran. I can't say I'm not disappointed it isn't a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use the word gutted, but uh, I'm staring at falafel now, having sent yeah. you my favourite dish. It's just, it's just a boring falafel wrap, mate. Enjoy. <laughs> you bought me something that I'd buy if I was late and rushing between meetings. Do you want to open the other one? Yeah, it looks lovely, and it's come with a sort of like a soup or something. What is this soup? It's chicken soup. Is it chicken soup? <laughs> Do you know what I was going to get you, Craig? I was going to get you chicken soup and lamb soup. I was going to get you two soups. <laughs> Who orders two soups for takeaway? <laughs> so you've ordered me a chicken soup and a falafel wrap, which is an order that no one's ever done before. I said, not an order I would, never, I would never make for myself, but I thought, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At a deep level. So the chicken soup yeah. is meant to be very, very good. And okay. the falafel wrap is obviously just lunch food. So what I want you to do is before you judge me, for ordering that. Okay. I want you to try it. Okay, I'm doing this now. I'm opening up the chicken soup. Here we go. Now, uh, getting the spoon. Oh, it does smell nice, to be fair. That's a very nice chicken soup. Isn't it just? It is a very nice chicken soup. Now, I won't lie, I would never, ever order chicken soup on takeaway. <laughs> Nobody would. <laughs> That's exactly why I ordered it. I've ordered you a chicken soup and a falafel wrap, which is the weirdest takeaway order. <laughs> You've ordered me something you keep describing as a lunchtime meal as well, <laughs> despite the fact it's the evening. So I'm very I'm sorely tempted, I won't lie, to put this in the fridge and have it for lunch tomorrow and order something <laughs> I actually want for dinner. But Simran, thank you very much uh, for that. I can't, I can't thank you enough. I, I, in the words of my mother, you, you shouldn't have. You really shouldn't have. <laughs> Are you not going to try the falafel wrap? It's right there. I'm going to try the falafel wrap. Now, I'm slightly worried by the falafel wrap because there's something in its spice combination which um, makes me think very much of harissa, which is something I'm unbelievably allergic to. So I am slightly worried if I have a bite of this, this podcast will be over in about three and a half minutes. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a go, do you know what I mean? For the good of the show, let's find out. Okay. <laughs> that is very nice. Is it? No, it is. Falafel has the capacity to taste like drywall. That does not. That is very soft. It's got a slight dampness to it, which is lovely. 
My question is, is there too much bread before you get to the meat? No, the bread is perfect. It's nice and thin. It's charred. It's really, really good. Okay, you've done well. To be fair, it's interesting. Okay. Thank you very much. Now, one of the big things that came out of last week's episode with Hayley Morris, we talked about what would be in your perfect packed lunch, or more to the point, her perfect packed lunch. Listeners have been uh, sending in their favourite packed lunch. Uh, Shall I read a couple of them out? Ellie has contacted the show to say her perfect packed lunch would be, now, sit back for this, it's quite a lot, would be uh, mustard chicken in salad pita, uh, salted pop chips, crab chips, watermelon and kiwi, um, a frube, some Maltesers, some mini jammy dodgers, and a small Americano followed up by a Sprite. Basically everything, really. <laughs> so I don't know how big that lunchbox is. I think the container is one of those sort of wheelie suitcases you take on holiday with you. <laughs> her packed lunch, you'd have, you'd have to put her packed lunch in the hold if you were going on holiday. It's that big. Can I just say, like, all those other ingredients... I know them, working backwards. I've heard of Sprite and a small Americano and Jammy yeah. Dodgers and Maltesers and Frubes and watermelons and kiwis and crab sticks, yeah. as well as salted pop chips. The beginning starts with mustard chicken salad pitta. That's chicken, which is coated in mustard, I imagine, with salad in a pitta. Oh, yeah. I felt like that was a, a complete item, mustard chicken salad pitta. Okay, right. Rather than it's, it's, it's a creation. I imagine it's something she makes at home. But uh, yeah, so she's ordered uh, 332 different items for her, her pat lunch. <laughs> Casey has got a bit more control. Casey emailed the show to say that she would have a ham sandwich with plenty of butter like that. Preferably a sexy ham, i.e. crumbled from the counter. She said crumbled from the counter. What, what do you mean by crumbled from the counter? Oh, crumbed, sorry. <laughs> as, in, as in with a crumbed coating. Oh, with a crumbed coating, yeah. Crumbled suggests it's the person who works in Safeway is sort of crumbling little bits it's off. Crumbling bits of ham. And winking at you, <laughs> alluringly. Then salt and vinegar walkers, a raisin club biscuit, classic, a banana and a carton of ice cold Ribena. But I, th- I, I kind of feel the banana's been stuck in there through some sense of guilt, but she doesn't actually really want the banana. She just thought, I've got to say banana. Ribena is a big favourite, isn't it, Ribena? Not amongst adults normally, but it is with Casey. <laughs> Normally, you get to about 12, you go, my Ribena days are done. Don't you? <laughs> How long did your Ribena days continue for? My carton Ribena days, you're right, probably at about yeah. 12. I think then, because I couldn't go cold turkey, before I transitioned basically to Robinson's squash, Okay, I, I, I went through just a sort of normal Ribena, which is just not the same. Ribena's either out of a carton or it's not at all. If you're 15 and one of your mates sees you drinking Ribena... It's game over, isn't it? In terms of your, it feels like such a sort of, it's such a childish drink. I've got this image of you being like, you loser, why are you drinking Ribena? I'm like, you're the loser, mate. Picking up on it. And look how strong my teeth are as well. The adverts don't lie. Now, this got so much communication from you guys that we thought, do you know what? Let's go back to some of our favourite guests that we've had on this show uh, and find out what they would have in their perfect pet lunch. So should we go through some of the voice notes that we've been sent by our friends, the friends of the show, people we love so much? Um, to kick things off, how about let's start with Rosie Jones. Should we start with Rosie Jones and have a listen to what she would go for? Hello. Hello, Rosie Jones. Here to tell you my perfect pat lunch. And I need to go old school. Give me... 
a cheese drink and then a Josh Warm Crisps by talking. Pringles by talking who the hopes by talking Doritos, Monster Munch, French fries, give me a square, give me a kettle chip, and for pudding, I'll have a toffee crisp and a strawberry milkshake. Yes, please. First of all, no sandwich. She's just gone cheese strings. She's gone straight cheese strings. Yeah. Drop the sandwich. Just gone straight in with the cheese. The cheese string. Because I heard that, I thought, oh no, this is going to be so unhealthy. I can't believe she's got cheese strings. And then it got less healthy from that point on. And you look back and you go, well, the cheese string was the healthiest part. After you've knocked back the cheese string and the yeah. salted and and the kettle chips <laughs> and the squares and the toffee crisp, what you want to do to finish all that off is a strawberry milkshake. I've got a new business plan, Simran. Go on. It would require all the different crisp companies coming together and agreeing to do this, but. You, you can buy like a massive bag of crisps that has one crisp from each, all, all the different types of crisp in there. A grab bag size, and then inside there'd be like one salt with a square, there'd be one disco, there'd be one monster munch, there'd be one. Do you know what? We, weirdly, I, I imagined I imagined this like a vinyl. If one big fat crisp comes out of like a vinyl player, <laughs> but you've stacked them all together. So one is a Walker's cheese and onion, whoop, the whole thing comes out of its little sheath. The yeah. second is a big square. No, it's circular. Yeah. I love it. I'm into it. If Walkers and Kettle, Chris, are looking for someone to facilitate it, do get in contact. You can email the show <laughs> on hello at com, and I will do the rest. All right. Okay. On to our next celebrity packed lunch. Uh, who should we go to next, Tim? Lou Sanders. Now, my favorite lunchbox is not made by me. That's the most important thing. What it is, is. Disco's, salt and vinegar Disco's, it's a vegan Snickers bar. And then it, it, my favourite, if I'm allowed this, is last night's takeaway. So the Eritrean or whatever you had from last night. Oh, yes. If I'm not allowed that, then, you know, have you thought about summer rolls? Last night's takeaway, Sim, do you, do you believe that? Or do you think she's just trying to flatter us? <laughs> she also kept saying, if I'm allowed that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, is, is she talking to her parents? Is it like, if her parents will... Why would her parents put last night's takeaway in her packed lunch? <laughs> yeah. I, I should say, I promised all of these people who left voice notes that you are actually going to make these packed lunches for them. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I do hope you're not working tomorrow. You've got quite a long day. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, she's gone for the old Eritrean stew and salt and vinegar discos combo, which is a classic. <laughs> I think it's a classic. The question is, are you using the discos to scoop up the Eritrean exactly. uh, stew or are you crumbling it into the stew? That's just the age old debate. <laughs> which way, how are you dipping your discos? Into the Eritrean stew. I do agree one thing, though, which is, she said, not made by herself. That is true. A packed lunch made by someone else for you is so much better. It's sort of nostalgic. So whenever I take my uh, four-year-old to like the zoo or something like that or whatever, and I'm getting him ready, uh, my wife will often very kindly go, okay, I'll make packed lunch for, for the two of you and we'll make like a ham sandwich or whatever. I find it really sort of sweet when we sat down, sit down together because someone's made this buttered, simple ham sandwich for me. And there's also sort of a weird element of surprise to it. It's not just nostalgia. Yes. And the person making the packed lunch will always want to go that little bit extra bit further. 
That's exactly right. It's, it's that surprise. You're sort of sat there thinking, I really hope this isn't a Turkish falafel wrap. That's the last thing I want. <laughs> you mean you don't want just, just chicken soup in your back lunch? You're lucky you didn't get the lamb soup. You hit the nail on the head. That was the excitement at school, I think, often. It's like, what's going to be in there, basically? Is it going to be a, the orange club bar? What's it going to be? Is it going to be, you know, whatever. That excitement was a, was a big thing. I still don't think I could eat a penguin without going straight back to school. That was Sorry, really figurative rather than, <laughs> rather than literal. I mean, it sounded... <laughs> I'll tell you what I wouldn't eat, though. Ugh. If the penguin had melted a bit. Yes. It's the same with the Kit Kat. If that penguin or Kit Kat is, is a bit melty, I don't want to try and open that thing up and squeeze it out. Like, nah, that's not Absolutely. Some people liked it, and the kids that liked it and ate it and then had chocolate smooth all over them, they, they were the ones to avoid. Completely. Well, just like in nature, you must keep a penguin cold. <laughs> Am I right? Now, our next voicemail. Hello, it's Matt Ford here, a friend and fan of the show. So what is in my perfect packed lunch? This is tricky because... At home, I just make wraps, tofu wraps for lunch. But obviously, the perfect packed lunch is a very different question. So I would go for, oh, I know what I'd go for. Six homemade wafer-thin ham and salad cream sandwiches on either Hovis Seed Sensations or some sort of decadent white loaf. Six of them, uh, wafer-thin ham, maybe wafer-thin chicken. I think I would have some fruit in there. Because otherwise I'd be filled with loathing. So maybe an orange, because it's good for the immune system. Banana, that I might wait and have a couple of hours after lunch just to give me an energy boost in the afternoon. Crisps. Tempt to say pickled onion monster munch, but actually, why would I say that when you've got Doritos chili heat wave? So go chili heat wave. Chocolate. Now, this just came to me. Like, this wasn't even the answer I was going to give, but I saw this so clearly. A Tunnock's caramel wafer. I'm trying to think of ways to make this more... Perfect. Oh, okay. One of those big kilogram dairy milk bars. Maybe you'd have to break it down into sections, but like a bit, or a bit of an Easter egg. Easter egg chocolate from the fridge. Perfect. Six wafer-thin ham or chicken and salad cream sandwiches on decadent white bread, Doritos chili heat wave, banana, orange, and just lots of chocolate. Oh, I'll tell you what, a pork pie. A pork pie. You heard me right. Do you know what? For some reason, I was placing rules on this. And actually, I could get anything I can stuff in the Tupperware, I guess. Wrap them in tinfoil, by the way, not cling film. I believe that would make the bread sweat less. You know, the worst thing is the moment I finish recording this, I'm going to think of something better. But for now, that's the best I can muster. Ooh, mustard. No, I'm sticking with salad cream. Final answer. Do you know what he sounds like? He sounds like someone who's uh, on the generation game and remembering things that have just gone past on the conveyor belt. <laughs> An Easter egg! <laughs> a pork pie! <laughs> do you, do you know, I also think Matt is confused uh, what he'd have for eat for put, put in his packed lunch to what he'd eat if no one is watching him. If I was having a breakdown and, <laughs> this is, this uh, in a bed sit, what would I, what would I eat what over a weekend? There's some good things in there. I like that. I like, I like the uh, banana being kept aside for an energy boost later. I like that. The Tunnock's caramel wafer is a great choice. What a biscuit that is. And I would have added, if I could have gone Tunnock's caramel wafer, I also would have gone Tunnock's tea cake. Tunnock's are great, actually, to be fair. Tunnock's are great. Yeah. They're underrated. They, they feel like a elevated seaside confectionery. How is the caramel wafer not the biggest chocolate bar in Britain? Like, if you're at a party and there's a Tunnock's caramel wafer there, that's absolutely what you'll have. You'll probably have about three or four of them. When's the last party you went to that had Tunnock's caramel <laughs> wafers and you thought, oh, this is a great party? Bear in mind, I have a four and a half year old. 
So quite a lot. Uh, but but the way you said it, the way you said it was it this started before four and a half years. <laughs> yeah, it did. Have you heard Cranes bought the calm away for Zim? Let me tell you, Sim, I go to some pretty lame parties. I really do. Um, thoughts on bit of an Easter egg? Yeah, I wasn't so sure about that. But when he says bit of an Easter egg, does he mean yeah. a, a, a sort of bit of an eaten Easter egg? Or is he talking about when you have the Easter egg, you crack it into small different pieces and he just wants one of those little pieces inside the packed lunch? I imagine it means that he's sort of opening up his fridge to look for condiments and then at the back, a bit of gold catches his eye and it's like a third of an Easter egg that he's forgotten to eat is left there. And he goes, I'll stick that in the packed lunch. I do love that. Do you? Okay. I do love that, yeah. The question is, when you have that bit of gold wrapped around a broken off piece of chocolate Easter egg, yeah. when you take it out and you only have half of that Easter egg that remains, the chocolate, are you wrapping it back up? And then how many times are you doing that before you've just got the tiniest little bit of gold foil? <laughs> And in it is a speck of chocolate. Like a filling. <laughs> like a filling. In the back like of your it's fridge. not even worth why are you wrapping this thing back up and putting it back in the fridge? <laughs> well, I controversially actually think East, the, the shell of the Easter egg is an overrated chocolate. If anyone agrees, uh, do, do, or disagrees, do get in contact with the show. My feeling is that it kind of it melts too quickly, it's fiddly to hold. And also, I find the whole action of breaking it kind of all a bit annoying. I'd rather like a – my favourite chocolate is a Yorkie because it's robust. You break it off. I get exactly what I want with every mouthful. So God, you're of, such a man, aren't you? Of course yeah, you exactly. Yeah, Even yeah, the way yeah, you maybe. described it. Yeah, they're appealing to you, mate. Okay. Um, <laughs> our next our next voicemail is from the wonderful Josh Widdicombe, who is actually the first ever guest we had on this show. And he has sent us this. Cheese and pickle sandwich, salt and vinegar squares, orange club. Five alive. <laughs> he has answered that question before. That was such a rapid uh, response. Five alive, by the way, incidentally, is, is the most Josh Widdicombe uh, answer I've ever heard for anything. I can't even remember Five Alive. Five Alive was a kind of like, it was a, um, a cartoned drink that you would get in the 80s and 90s. Oh my so, God, yes, of course. Has he got any fruit in that? No fruit mentioned, I don't think. Although Five Alive, I think, was a fruit-based drink, so there's something there. Yeah, it's not, it's not one of your Five Alive a day, is it? <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it went. <laughs> if they didn't use that slogan, more for them. And that's the reason nobody knows about Five Alive anymore, because they didn't harness that opportunity. They'd still be the biggest drink in the fridge. <laughs> if you'd been working for Five Alive marketing in the 80s, it would still be kicking around as a drink that mattered. But now it's only a drink that Josh Whittigan mentions in voice notes. Okay, who's next? Next up, should we go to Wales? Hello, Tom. Hello, Simran. So this Jim's here. My ideal packed lunch is as follows. Um, a ham and margarine sandwich in a cheap roll, uh, wrapped in tinfoil, but that's been sat on by parents, so it's been squashed within an inch of its life. Uh, crisps are ready salted, uh, supermarket-owned brand. My treat is a penguin, and my drink is a carton of just juice. This message comes to you from 1985. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Everything about that was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> the carton of Just Juice. I never liked Just Juice. It was too bitter, wasn't it? Well, it's still knocking around now. Is it? It is, yeah. It's, it's the drink that Five Alive dreams of being, Simran. <laughs> <laughs> Did it go Just Juice? I've already made that up. I, I, once again, I've never heard of that, but right. <laughs> you're a marketing god. <laughs> the, um, the sandwich is sat on by the parents. I mean... My wife, for Ellis there, it does sound like he didn't have a lunchbox at school. Yes, because if it's in a box, then you're, why, why would your sandwich be sat on? I've just had a memory of when I used to be taken to school, one of my friend's parents used to drive to school mm -hmm. with a cup of tea, 
by their clutch. What? Yeah, so under their seat, they'd have a cup of tea. So they'd take a cup of tea out of the house with them, right? So it's already weird. I think if you're walking out the house with a cup of tea, I think that's a bit odd, with a mug. And you're getting in the car and you're placing the mug by the foot pedal of the car and you're driving off. That feels quite dangerous as well. It does feel dangerous. And I think that's the kind of parent that would sit on their child's sandwich and then put it inside their lunchbox and hand it to them as they go off to their... Go off, to, go off to school and take their just juice, which they obviously can't like because it's too bitter. I was taken to school in my mum's old Morris Minor, and it used to often break down, and the only way you could restart it was with a crank handle. So I would stand outside school having to crank my mum's car back into action while everyone else came out and looked at me going, who is this kid from the 50s? <laughs> so mortifying. So to the extent I used to get my mum to drop me off down the hill. It's like a real annoying walk up the hill. She'd drive me to school, get me as close as it was, and then I'd walk up the hill because I was so embarrassed about the prospect of having to kickstart this. That's when you'd, you'd doff your cap and you'd walk straight into you'd walk straight into essence. <laughs> I do the final leg of my penny farthing. That's kind of that's how we. Yeah. <laughs> that was my journey into school. Ellis James, fantastic stuff there. So let's move on. I think Angela Barnes. Yes, let's have Angela Barnes. Angela Barnes is a brilliant comedian. You may have seen her on Mock the Week and many many things, and was brilliant on this show. Her defining moment, I think, coming on our show is admitting that she has a McDonald's dip holder in her yes. car. I think it might be like the the vents in the front. It clips on there, which means. It holds the dip for a McDonald's and she can dip her chips in there. I did think you also just said that Angela Barnes' defining moment was coming on our podcast. No, no, defining moment in in the episode. (laughs) Much bigger than Live at the Apollo. Much bigger than all these other things she's done. No, the defining moment on the episode she was with us. But let's listen to what she has to say now. Hello, my favourite takeaway boys. It is Angela Barnes here. My sandwich would be cheese tomato with a little bit of mayonnaise. That's how I'm feeling right now, but it could change. It might be tuna mayonnaise at another time. One thing I do know, you can keep your salad leaves out of it. Nothing against green things. I don't want them in a sandwich, and I definitely don't want them in a pat lunch where they're going to go all wilty and soggy by the end of the day. So, right now, I'm feeling cheese, tomato, and mayonnaise because I think pat lunches should have boring sandwiches in. You want an interesting sandwich, then you have to go to a place and have one made. Crisps, ready salted, because I'm going to be putting them in my boring sandwich. So I don't want any flavours, right? They're going in the sandwich. So plain walkers. My dog's not happy about that one. And you've got to have a chocolate biscuit, right, with your pat lunch. So I'd have some um, slightly weak orange squash in there. And the chocolate biscuit I'm going to go for, well, it's down to two. Either the, the club orange biscuit, or I think I'm going to go from Vitty's Gold because I've rediscovered them recently and they're incredible. If you haven't had one yet, have one. Thank me later. First thing I've got to say about that is keep your salad leaves out of it, right? Yeah. Now, I'm on board with this. I'm totally agree. You've got your plain sandwich, boring sandwich. You just what, you don't want your salad leaves in there. If you were making a packed lunch on that, if you were making a sandwich, would you put lettuce and stuff like that in it? Probably not, no. I'm just going to put a slab of ham and a slab of cheese. There was quite a sweet moment in when Angela Barnes said she'd have some quite weak orange squash and you nodded like someone had made a really important point on question time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you look really sort of completely, oh, that's such a, such a good point, that's weak orange squash. So I do need to quickly ask you about that. Are you a fan of weak orange squash? <laughs> it seemed to really hit a nerve. <laughs> it's really weird that uh, obviously my face betrayed my thoughts. 
Not only am I a fan of weak orange squash, I think I'm addicted to weak orange squash. Really? Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't actually have it that much anymore because I think I'm trying to wean myself off of it. Are you weaning yourself off or making it weaker and weaker and weaker until it eventually becomes water? <laughs> eventually becomes water. I started without even diluting this stuff. <laughs> Just neat. That double concentrate, neat, not even on the rocks, mate. You refuse to squash the squash. Every time I went to a bar, I just go double Robinsons on in there. <laughs> Always parched, incredibly thirsty. Oh my god, it's so sweet. Describe it. What's the colour of it? Oh, I think I think you know. I, I think we all know the colour of is it. Is it like a piss after Barocca? Okay, or is it? To, uh... I, 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 I thought I was hinting at that. <laughs> you didn't need to fill in the fucking details there. I think everyone understood that. Great. <laughs> If there's one person in the country who wasn't with us, it's worth me saying that because I want everyone to be on board with what we're talking about. It okay? Let's let's choose. What's, what's what are different yellow things you can you can choose? I just want to know how how is it the same color as a digestive biscuit or the sun? Is it digestive biscuit yellow? It's sort of slightly yellow, isn't it? Then it's sort of brownie, isn't it? It's it's. It's not as close as the sun. Okay, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that, that's for that's sure. Too yellow. That's neat. That's neat. Robinsons. That's neat. I think you could be looking more towards banana skin or, you know, that bus, the, the, the um, American school buses that are that kind of yellow. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. lighter than that. <laughs> okay, okay, good. <laughs> Things that are light yellow, uh, sunflowers. Sunflowers. Yeah, very Van Gogh of you. I love it. Okay, now I understand. I think what I just found a little bit hurtful is the fact that in three series, I've never got that reaction from you. I've never said anything which has made you nod in that really sort of, I'm really soaking this in sort of way. But there, Angela Barnes says, weak orange squash, and you react. Oh my God, finally. Now you're talking my language, Barnes. <laughs> exactly. So those are the incredible uh, packed lunch points of view from our uh, wonderful ex-guests. Which of those packed lunch do you think you're going for soon? Who do you reckon wins? Do you know what I'm going to go with? Because he was so confident, right? Yeah. And he didn't overload it. And he took me back to the, to the 90s. It's Josh Willickham's order. Oh, really? Yeah. But can I hire in yes. some of Matt Ford's? Yes. I'm going to take Matt Ford's tonic caramel waf- wafer. And can I also borrow <laughs> Lou Sanders' um, uh, discos? Because I'm, I'm really into that as well. And how, just let's say in a school setting, are you getting those things? It sounds a little bit like you're the bully now. I'm shoving their heads down the loo and I'm taking, <laughs> and I'm taking their lunches. <laughs> now, thank you so much to all our brilliant guests that uh, have sent stuff in there. And also thank you to you guys for supporting the show and sending us your lovely messages and all your brilliant correspondence. And telling your friends that you enjoy it. Uh, it. It means so much to the show. It has such a huge impact. So do continue to do that. Please leave us a five-star review. Tell your friends you love it. And keep emailing us on hello at myfavoritetakeawaypodcast.com or you can follow us at myfavoritetakeawaypodcast, which is on Instagram. You can DM us there, whatever you fancy doing. We're going to be back you know, in a blink of an eye, no time with yet more fantastic guests. Um, Sim, thank you for this, e- this series. I've absolutely loved it. It's been a proper joy. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, kind of like I was a guest. <laughs> I thought you'd say something nice back. No, fair enough. That feels like the perfect way to end this series. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you are. <laughs> no, Crane, um, Crane. No, it's too late now. Before you go. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to hearing your review of the falafel wrap and the chicken soup. That's now probably very cold. Okay, bye. <laughs> You'll see. Well, I'll send you a short video of me lobbing into a bin and ordering a different <laughs> takeaway. Uh, we'll see you in a matter of weeks, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, take care. 
Sim, just to tell you, I was completely wrong about this falafel wrap and the soup. The combination of the two is absolutely delicious. <laughs> we finished the record and I'm now eating it. And uh, what a winner. There's pickles in the falafel, which give it a really sort of acidic bite. And the chicken soup, which I'm dipping it into. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. I should never have doubted you. Thank you, Sim. Great takeaway.